0: Welcome to Have You Seen This, the world's only podcast about obscure, overlooked, and misbegotten visual media. All discussions will be spoiler-heavy. You have been warned.
1: Welcome to Have You Seen This. I'm some dumb bitch, I don't know.
0: Yeah, for real, and I'm Tim Hyderick.
1: <laughs> this movie took a lot out of me, Tim.
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, in these trying times, <laughs> uh, we look to media for escapism. Um, you know, we don't like thinking about, you know, uh, what is it? The the U.S. death toll is uh, 100,000 um, from COVID-19, so... Let's just put all that aside, put it down, you know, sheltering in place and uh, stockpiling, you know, food and resources and relax and watch a movie like uh, 1984's Threads.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm so tired of the bungling of our elected officials, so I thought I'd relax by watching Threads.
0: Continuing our tradition of uh, bleak British movies from the 1980s with, uh, I guess this is, you could think of this as like the uh, the sci-fi speculative fiction version of Breaking Glass.
1: Before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to Mr. Poe of Mr. Poe's Sci-Fi Sideshow on B-Movie TV. He very kindly gave us a shout out on the air, and it's much appreciated, man. Thank you very much, and for also subscribing to the show you can join him and all the other subscribers by going to com slash have you seen this. And for only $2 a month, you can hear all of our bonus shit.
0: Yeah, because this episode is really only one half of the coin, one side. It's a 12 and a half cent piece.
1: Yeah, we have lots of more depressing shit. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah, so... <laughs> This is a, uh, a a delightful docudrama about uh, a nuclear, nuclear holocaust.
1: Yeah, you know, something um, light and fun to distract you. Honestly, I picked this because, or I suggested it because I noticed that a lot of people, I noticed a news story about a lot of people watching uh, Contagion on Netflix, like even though okay. we're in the middle of a pandemic. So I was like, oh, that's interesting, you know, people turning to like... Uh, You know a relevant disaster movie In the face of a disaster Like that's kind of funny Um, Well you know they want to know how it
0: ends They just want to skip to the ending
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well wait till you see how this one ends
0: Well here's my prediction And I guess we'll um, We'll fill in for for Chapo Since they're reviewing the uh, All they're doing is reviewing Star Wars movies And not talking about politics Um, One of the things that I fear about this pandemic Ending is that like the war on terror it's not going to like it's Mm. you know 20 years later we're still taking off our shoes to get on planes I wonder like is is the the pandemic ever going to really have an ending to it are we still going to be you know rationing and sheltering in place and wearing masks and everything indefinitely because you know our government never actually gets its shit together enough to actually help people
1: I should have taken a Xanax before we started
0: right um and it, that is uh that there is a a little bit of a theme of um of that addressed in threads but we'll get to that
1: and this movie is currently available on shudder the horror streaming service i have to give them props for their incredibly broad-based definition of horror cuz this is horror in a sense it's um, well-curated content though, yeah yeah, there's a there's actually a lot of good shit on there.
0: Yeah, I'm a fan of their original stuff. Yeah, yeah. and
1: uh, both uh, original and other content. And um, this movie is, I think, pretty culturally important. So uh, props to them for putting it, putting it up.
0: Right. Um, yeah. So this is again. It was a uh, a docudrama made in the UK. Um, I guess n- not at the height of the Cold War, but it was like a- again like. The war on terror, like the pandemic, it's one of those things that it's like, oh, it was a moment in time that lasted 30 years.
1: Well, I think things were kind of hot at the time because, um, you know, um, Reagan, uh, who was president at the time that Threads was made, was uh, very, uh, um, how would you put it, his attitude it? toward the Soviets?
0: Senile? I mean, uh, he- ca- Bumbling?
1: <laughs> Um, he, I mean, he, he referred to them as the evil empire in a speech, for example. Um, so, uh, U S Soviet relations at the time were like somewhat dicey. And I think that contributed to the, um, the overarching paranoia of a lot of cinema and television at the time. This one is actually a telefilm. Um, it was, uh, initially broadcast in the BBC. It was a British Australian Mm co-production, um, and it kind of, uh, it's kind of in the same bin as, um, uh, you know, things like Testament and the day after, which, uh, day after we'll be talking about at some point. Um, you know, m- uh, movies about, uh, nuclear destruction and paranoia, I think because people were very concerned that someone would push a button either deliberately or accidentally and obliterate the entire world. Threads shows you, um. I think you I think you could call it a worst case scenario because um, once the destruction happens, like the horror is absolutely unrelenting.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I can't provide more context for it because my only knowledge of uh, politics from the 80s comes from uh, the, that Billy Joel song.
1: Down Easter Alexa?
0: Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, uh, we didn't start the fire. lake. It's like, very eh.
1: concerned about the. Tim's very concerned about the plight of fishermen and Long Island Sound.
0: Right. It's, it's his
1: pet issue, actually. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to remember things based on uh, what they rhymed with, like other unrelated things from the '80s. <laughs> so, but, um, well, everything but, but yeah.
1: I know about the '80s, I learned from Bloom County. Comic strips, so mm-hmm. I'm only slightly ahead of you.
0: Yeah. So threads uh, begins with a premise of you know society being a woven fabric of interconnected threads, and what happens when that fabric is torn asunder? Which is interesting as a side note. Um, in 1990, uh, Alan Moore had an aborted uh, comic series, kind of on a similar topic. It was called Big Numbers. That Big was about, numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It was a proposed, I believe, another twelve-issue series like Watchmen. Uh, ended up, three uh, ended up being written, two ended up being published. But it was about the social upheaval that comes uh, with the arrival of a mall, and it was you know supposed to be just um, you know massive in scope, as typical of Alan Moore, mm-hmm. you know, writing his you know two-inch-thick uh, books, uh, and um, uh, was it like Jerusalem was. The one they worked on that yeah yeah I haven't read but anyway but yeah like I have you know the first issue of that and uh, it was supposed to be a lot of stories of interconnectedness and how you know one thing affects another um, was that with inter- that
1: incredible uh, Bill Sienkiewicz art
0: yeah yeah the yeah. which you know just looking from the first issue you're like the second issue is never going to get here <laughs> <laughs> that
1: motherfucker draws comics even slower than I do
0: yeah, well, I mean, at least he's got a good reason, though. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Burn. Yeah, it, you know, him and JH Williams are, you know, having a contest to see who can take the longest to finish something. Um,
1: Ugh, two kings—they can do whatever they want, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, for real. I mean, it, it's worth it. Um, but yeah, and uh, as an as a less interesting aside. Um, oh, good. Lay the, on me. The- uh, introduction of a mall is also the yeah the is also the focus of. Um, uh, the the arc and the third season of stranger things. So that, again it's a callback to you know the just malls being a focus of uh, changes in society and then the change of society in general as you know just forces and um, uh, different um, as the context changes so.
1: That's funny that you say like as a less interesting aside because it's like we're we're talking about kind of like the the primary source material and then Stranger Things is basically like the regurgitated version of that, you know, because it does like recycle a lot of like 80s stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a point where I don't know if I'm being like entertained or just being reminded of stuff. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, jumping yeah. off the, um, onto more interesting things, um, that you mentioned, yes. you know, the themes of interconnectedness, um, which is clear right off the bat, because I think like the first, uh, word of narr- the first line of narration in threads is, uh, in an urban society, everything connects. And it makes a lot of sense because the director of this, uh, Mick Jackson, um, He directed some similar documentary material, um, less bleak, but he directed the series Connections, uh, which was, again, about... I mean, it's pretty much what it sounds like. Yeah, so this Um, is clearly
0: in his wheelhouse. It's the same kind of Alan Moore um, thing, like, you know, one thing affects another.
1: Yeah, and it's... um, Connections was a... um, It was a series basically about uh, technology and um, the effects that it had on... Society. So you can see why uh, Mick Jackson would be the kind of an optimal choice for this kind of a thing. And I think he does it incredibly well in threads. Um, but some interesting asides about Mick Jackson, the director. He also directed The Bodyguard with Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston.
0: Yeah, a movie about interconnectedness between a <laughs> bodyguard and his body. They he guards,
1: which you know, good for him because that movie was a massive hit. Like, yeah. that movie was insanely popular, and also,
0: I hope he got a piece of the soundtrack.
1: Yeah, word, yeah, yeah. Um, it's L.A. Story with Steve Martin.
0: That's, huh.
1: Oh, and uh, Volcano, which yeah. I think had was uh, you that think... with Tommy Lee Jones.
0: Uh, maybe
1: that was that was the other volcano movie. Like, there was that, and there was like. Dante's Peak.
0: Which one had Bill Paxton in it? That's Dante's Peak. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, and... <laughs> but it's, yeah, uh, so anyway,
1: so, um, like, uh, sorry, Tim, but, you know, I just want to emphasize that, uh, Mick Jackson had, like, a kind of an interesting, um, you know, docu-series career in Britain, and then it appears that he trans- he, um, kind of transitioned very successfully to, uh, big-budget Hollywood stuff, and, um... He's still working up through 2016, so good for him.
0: Yeah, and LA Story, I mean, does have a little, you know, a little docudrama quality to it. I mean, it does; it is presenting, you know, LA as subject. It's not Los Los Angeles plays itself, but you know, it does present sort of a um, documentary approach to the city of Los Angeles, even if it is, you know, a Steve Martin romantic comedy. Uh, also importantly um, threads takes place in Sheffield it, it proudly tells you it is the fourth biggest u k city which already sets the tone of um this being a story about um like those people who are affected by world events not those who are affecting world events yes, like it isn't taking place in like near you know like London, or, you know, New York, or, you know, Shanghai, or, or anywhere. It's, it's in Sheffield. Yeah. Which, you know, the, the city that's near more interesting cities. That it also takes place in the UK, but, and I think this is the, the most significant factor in it is that it takes place in Sheffield, in the UK, but all of the, um, uh, actors in this, um, uh, in in this series of events and I don't mean actors like performers I mean like the people who make things happen mm-hmm. are completely divorced from the people who are being affected by those actions. It's a clash between the US and the USSR like UK doesn't enter into it let alone Sheffield but this is about how Sheffield is affected and so it's, it, it's the story of the sort of uh, I don't know national feeling of like marginalized helplessness just like, you know, hey, you know, these are this is the world we live in and we gotta somehow, you know, get by. And I know that, you know, there's that uh overarching attitude in, you know, World War Two of, you know, just kind of, you know, Britain carrying on in the face of adversity. But even still it's 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 kind of bleak.
1: Yeah, because the there um, are, and I don't know if I'm speaking about like a um you know, a romanticized, uh, you know, keep calm and carry on Britain, like, you know, yeah. during the Blitz and all that other shit, but, um, that at least had the, the feeling of, you know, calm and quiet resistance in the face of evil, of, um, you know, just mm-hmm. being, qu- just being British to the best of your ability, you know, in the face of, of, yeah. uh, destruction, um, this just the the setup of threads it just feels trem- tremendously alienating and I love the way that they set that up you know where there's like a constant blare of radio news about escalating tensions between these countries but the characters are just very wrapped up in their own problems like there are occasion there are a couple of times when they comment on the You know political atmosphere or the news But for the most part it's like oh shit I knocked up My girlfriend you know are we gonna get Married or do we abort it you know what do We do um
0: right And it really because those are yeah Those are issues you actually have some say In
1: yeah exactly because You know what what can you do About like you know uh The US and the Soviets like fighting Over oil fields in Iran You know
0: right Yeah you aren't you aren't you know, American, you aren't, you know, Soviet. You aren't uh in the military, you aren't in a position of political power. You're just, you know, some uh you know, some tradey in uh you know in in, in, Melbourne? You know, like in the rural <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like you're you're just some some like, you know, factory worker in like rural northern England and you just like you know, it 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 is relevant in these times, because you know, what what can any of us do in the face of a world pandemic?
1: Exactly, and, and you know, you the know, things it, that it, affect it, your life day to day are things like you know the friction of of class against class. For example, you know, um, you know Ruth, the uh, the main female character in this movie, being from a middle class family, and she's knocked up uh, or up the duff by a working class mm-hmm. boy. You know which, and you know the differences in their their family situation. I mean, nobody does class like the British. You know, if they're good at anything, it's you know pointing up class differences because they're so yeah. stark. Um, you know, his kind of more chaotic home versus her like neat, polite, and quiet middle class home, and the reaction of her parents to you know the impending marriage versus his parents who just like they straight up ask him like, "Well, have you talked about an abortion?" <laughs> Yeah. And you know, in light of everything that came after, I mean, wouldn't have been a bad decision. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, well, you know, you could t- you could take it or leave it. Um, you know, hey, like most uh abortions are unplanned or, or like abortions not gone through with, you know, it's a coin toss. Exactly. Um, so, which makes yeah, it more terrifying.
1: So,
0: right. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to tie it back to you know, the way that people must feel now during the pandemic because it yes. is you can only get on with your lives as well as you can because there are these other forces that are so, you know, utterly divorced from reality that are happening around you, but still affecting your life in these like, you know, profound, um, you know, and potentially disastrous ways. I mean, you know, like the thing, it's, it's over 100,000 Americans have died at this point, you know, from COVID. But like, what could any of those people have done to prevent that? And it's the same story here where it's like, yeah, you're the you're the guy, you know, groping his middle class girlfriend and, you know, your uh in, you know, your your cheap ass car, like, you know, up on the, the hill overlooking the military base. And it's like you can't stop those jets from going out any more than you know, anyone else can. Like there's nothing you can do.
1: Yeah, meanwhile the top gear guys are standing off to the side looking at his car and saying, what a pillock.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I yeah, I can't even think of a cheap shitty british car other than the reliant robin i was but... gonna
1: say i fucked my girl in a reliant robin <laughs>
0: like <laughs> yeah, it only fell over twice <laughs> um yeah so so yeah it's the same story with um as it goes with these characters i feel as it goes with the uk and i'm it, it is only speculation on my part but one has to wonder if you went from you know the sun doesn't set on the British Empire to we're an island marginalized in um, a war between superpowers, that has to be reflected up and down you know the entire uh, cultural consciousness. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: it's it it's a real like bleak detachment that comes through really strongly in the film, and you know the with the ratcheting up of tensions between countries, you also get as we are getting now, you know, like, rising, like, civil unrest. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, as we're recording this, like, I think they're still rioting in in Minneapolis over yet another police-caused murder, you know. And in in Threads, you have people protesting against, uh, you know, the proliferation of of nuclear weapons and, you know, which... And there is one example in which, like, the, you know, it almost just, like, descends into, like bickering before it's broken up by the cops and um
0: yeah the, the yeah the cops come in to break up a uh, peaceful demonstration basically
1: yeah and this is and there are um
0: and I, I wonder how those uh speakers felt you know after the end of the world where they're like motherfuckers I told you yeah <laughs> Like you know, you you kind yeah. of feel the same way being like, um, you know, being an advocate for like you know universal health care or basic income, you know, during a time of global crisis, and it's like motherfuckers, I told you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's fucking so. bleak, and um. Yeah. You know, it's one of the explicit points made in the movie because um, and I I like the way that um the the way that they kind of tell the. I can't say the frame story, but, you know, the way um, they up the the way that the filmmakers update you on events as they're happening or with these very terse kind of like uh, teletype style captions, you know, describing to you, you know, um, you know, oh, there's this been this exchange of missiles or, you know, this happens or that happens, which just increases the feeling of detachment from everyday life. You know, these very this right. very dry text about these like these horrible, irreversible changes.
0: Yeah, and and um, also kind of a sense of inevitability.
1: Yeah. And one Go of the on. ones that that is mentioned like after the demonstrations is the police start quietly arresting uh what they can consider subversive elements, which, you know, would be the mm-hmm. anti nuclear power demonstrators. For all the good it ended up doing them, but you know, they still, uh right, still yeah. repress these people.
0: Yeah, and, and other things too, like y- you know, getting like the date listed before each of these vignettes, and it's like it starts on like May fourth or something, but it's it's like things don't come to a head for three weeks, and it's one of those things that, yeah, like if you look at it in the uh, perspective of you know, COVID again being like, you hearing about an outbreak of a disease in China in January and then only like what is it like mid march or so when people are told yeah you need to um you need to shelter in place in the US like two and a half months later
1: well to be fair uh, in february you know, in february people were doing the important work of uh, going on r/documentaries and pointing and posting incredibly racist documentaries about wet markets on there you know to warn people
0: Right, yeah, so so you can kind of see how things are in this inexorable march toward this inevitable conclusion. Um, meanwhile, people are just kind of going about their day because it's kind of like, well, what else do you do? Yeah, like like, yeah, there's that couple that you mentioned. Um, I mean, you know lives aren't aren't put on hold just just because we're in a national crisis, you know it might you know they' they're seeing you know jets scrambled overhead. And and I don't know if those are jets, you know, going to war or if they're doing that as you know, thank you for first responders. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're off to yeah to fight the, the pandemic with missiles and bombs. That makes sense. Um, yeah, like whether it's that or you know, uh, or, or for whatever reason, you know, jets are taking flight from the from the Air Force base, which is you know central uh, to the story. Um, as as a military target but meanwhile people go on with their lives you know this this couple they you know they're looking for an apartment they're deciding on you know wallpaper and trying to build a life together
1: Jesus yeah Let, Sorry, I'm just like yeah. think I'm like thinking about the movie and remembering it and like trying not to curl up in a fetal position
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and there's other things too because it isn't just about them there's um you know I don't remember any of the characters names because ruth and jimmy is
1: the central couple
0: all right um yeah but also there is a um there's a low-level politician in um in sheffield who is part who is tasked with forming a group of essential individuals and also like this has absolutely nothing to do with you know war or defense or anything of that sort this is all just purely keeping track of resources so that when you know, if and when you know things collapse like how do we make sure that every that you know people are still able to get you know food and water and medical services and all these other uh essentials so he's tasked with putting together this this uh this group to kind of you know make sure that you know society doesn't completely collapse And he, you know, his wife is concerned because he has to go, you know, off to uh, another um, uh, part of the city to to work in a bunker with, you know, a couple dozen other people. And, you know, she's left alone, but it's this sort of, you know, stiff upper lip thing. You do what you got to do. But yeah, like these are all like minor characters in this huge story. But just how small each of the characters lives is, is the really poignant part of it.
1: Yeah, and the um, the the scenes with the the council, like just you know thinking back on those and like how gut wrenching there in reflection, where you take um, it it ends up being like a group of like very ill prepared people who aren't even that sure of their duties because everything is like so hastily thrown together, um, squabbling over how to allocate resources that they don't have the fuel or manpower to allocate anyway. Um and they just they basically just end up like jealously guarding like whatever they have. Um Right. After or like that disaster. one guy who's
0: always mad just because he can never get like the stuff that he's trying to get. Like he he has like this palpable frustration and what is, you know, a really engaging performance for this minor character. But like yeah. every time you're talking to him, he's just like, well, how do you, well, well, get it done. Like, how, do you, what do you mean you can't? Yeah. And just on and on. So he's he's just sort of this voice of this, like, endless frustration of not being given the tools you need to do your job.
1: Yeah, and then, like, for all their their efforts, not just to, you know, keep things together, but just to stay alive in this bunker, you know, like, after the disaster, there's, like, a cut back to them and, you know... um Rescue services finally arriving only to find that everyone's dead
0: yeah that's that's really uh yeah that's um in keeping with the tone of this yeah. it's it's a lot of people trying their best and coming up short which there's uh what is an oft repeated phrase about the difference between you know, American and u k uh television in particular is that um yeah, American TV is about bad people succeeding, and UK TV is about good people failing. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure I've rolled that out for uh ser- for several episodes already because it was made in in particular about like the British Office, so that should tell you how old that quote is. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's the same story where it's you know people trying their best but just not being able to 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 do anything to like affect any positive change. I mean, yeah, like the 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 best person that we have to uh, to to like uh, to lead them is just this this minor government official and even then all these characters are so disconnected it's not like they all come together and you know they they're able to, to pull together to uh, you bring back these separate threads of society to to weave the fabric back together it's like no everyone's just kind of their own threat.
1: Yeah and like it's really The the. I mean we mentioned it earlier But it's really like the absolute worst case Scenario because when the attack does Come it is so Like I mean I think They say it's, it's like 3100 megatons Of weapons mm-hmm. or Something I don't know why they um, I, don't, I don't know why They I don't know why the Soviets felt the need to like Obliterate the United Kingdom But <laughs> <laughs> they, they did um well there was an air
0: force base there that's to prevent any bombers from coming right you know from a u.s air force base in the uk probably yeah it's you know, it's that side effect of of total war where it's like yeah you don't just you know kill your enemy you make sure that you know anything that could ever harm you as a result is destroyed yeah
1: it's the scorched earth
0: yeah yeah um, which
1: I think weighed really heavily on the minds of um, anyone who was paying attention to the political climate at the time. Um, I mean, there were a lot of scientific advisors on this movie. Uh, one of whom was Carl Sagan, um, who uh, popularized the. Uh, I think he helped popularize the idea of uh, nuclear winter, which was you know the mm-hmm. uh, the possibility that might come after a nuclear attack which is illustrated in this movie do we need to explain to people who Carl Sagan is
0: man I hope not I'm pretty sure people know who he is well
1: how would you describe uh, him
0: he's he's scientist Mr. Rogers
1: <laughs> yeah he was a scientist a public intellectual um he um one of his he wrote
0: contact
1: yes um and uh, kind of a, a watershed for science um in popular culture was his series Cosmos, which uh, recently was remade with he's beautiful, uh, yeah, with yeah. our, um, you know, our current, uh, our current Sagan analog, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson.
0: Um, Oof, yeah, and that's uh, he's, he's much more of an indignant blowhard killjoy than Sagan ever was.
1: Yeah, like you know,
0: like like Sagan was brilliant because he shared like the joy of science and discovery with you. It, he really it, it wasn't did. like it, yeah it wasn't like you know Neil deGrasse Tysons which is more of an actually kind of guy
1: yeah oh god yeah like they really do kind of represent their era i yeah. mean cuz you know Sagan being popular in like the the 70s and 80s these were certainly times of rising cynicism but we weren't quite as irony poisoned as we are now and now like right. now we're in the like i fucking love science era where Like, and Sagan was really political. I mean, he was very like you know like anti-nuclear weapons. You know, which is part of the reason why he was consulting on this thing. Like, he definitely spoke his mind about um, you know where we might be going if we continue to proliferate you know so many so many weapons. Um, And then, like, what the fuck does Neil deGrasse Tyson do except like post really snippy things on Twitter?
0: right yeah he's there, he's there to correct minor details about gravity like oh well now no, I can't enjoy the movie because there's a you know too much sound in one part <laughs> or whatever it doesn't matter um, actually um, uh,
1: you would not see a uh, an organism like that living in an asteroid um, there would be nothing to uh, molest the Millennium Falcon um, right. so <laughs> yeah. I give this movie one star for scientific accuracy
0: yeah yeah it's like it doesn't so, fucking matter <laughs> yeah yeah it, yeah it's it's like it's, it's forgetting his you know central role, which should be increase engagement um with sciences and the public yeah and um or increase the public's engagement with science there
1: yeah, and I feel as though you know um you know because Sagan being like more politically outspoken and i think he he died like in the mid nineties right. Died pretty young. Uh,
0: yeah, I, f- I forget. Yeah. yeah,
1: but um, you know, saying I'm being politically outspoken compared to like today, which is um, you know, it's not like you don't see scientists like talking about like the political ramifications of the now. But you know, you also get things like, do you remember when that like that fucking science march they had a few years ago?
0: Yes, yeah, the March for Science.
1: Yeah, where it's just like.
0: Actually, it was called the March for Science. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was basically just like, you know, no real message beyond science. And it was like, who can get, who can have the cutest sign on Instagram? Which basically amounted to nothing. It was just like, and I pissed some people off by saying saying that because, like, you know, the yeah. Women's March was bad enough. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, the Women's March was basically like a you know, like, a very, like, liberal kind of a, a movement. Like, it was inspiring to see, like, a mass of women marching it, for something. Yeah, it's, it's, but like, it, it's, imp- it's
0: like an angry picnic. Well,
1: yeah, and its impact ended up just kind of dissipating into nothing. And then, mm-hmm. like, the science... Well, yeah, that's... A- like, the science march didn't even have a message or, like, a purpose or, like, a... Uh, you know, anything... Like, anything material to it besides, like like, fuck that orange Cheeto who doesn't believe in climate change, like, and then we're gonna take pictures of all our fucking signs, and then we're gonna go home and feel smug about it.
0: Yeah, that's, well, yeah, then again, that does have, fit with the uh, NDT kind of led uh, uh, engagement with science. It's, you know, it's it's protest as pantomime. It's You know, you go out and you make a stink, and then you go home. Um. So, but hey, the people who, you know, were really trying to make a difference those uh anti-nuclear proliferation activists who got arrested in threads the movie we're talking about
1: yeah, well i don't know maybe if they were in wormwood scrubs or whatever they were more sheltered from the fallout i don't know i'm just i'm just looking yeah. for a positive uh side here
0: could be yeah so <laughs> yeah so 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 the yeah, the government is in earnest doing you know as as good a job it can with the resources that it's given to try to you know stockpile and make preparations for what could be you know a, a nuclear war. Meanwhile, people are going about their day because you you can't stop the bombs from falling when it all finally happens. Um, and then
1: for all of the like you know for what preparation that you know the officials do like one theme that recurs in threads is like the the jealous guarding of like any resources whatsoever because once people start emerging to look for food and water like it's all locked up and under police guard
0: yeah i mean that doesn't come till later but i mean i i that's not really the message that i got out of it i mean there are you know there are concerns about fuel shortages just for like you know uh, heating um there's concern about you know food sor- food shortages um well i think it's because other- the and- the
1: you know the threads of the title have just been so completely severed or it's like yeah. you see that in the the struggle of the officials in the bunker where it's like well you know we don't have the we you know we don't have the fucking fuel to run these you know trucks to get food to people
0: right yeah so you see how it's you know these sort of knock-on effects of, you know, smaller problems lead to bigger problems. Yeah. Um, and and there are um, initial hints of that, you know, while in, like, the three weeks as the events transpire, like, there's people stranded at airports, there's uh, mass protests, um, communication is restricted, um, but still, you know, the war goes on. This is about, you know, a conflict in Iran, yeah, because um, it's not. Places. I don't think
1: it's like a hot war at that point, but you yeah, know, you not. you get the erosion of civil liberties that kind of comes with the the endless warfare situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and it's something that is still relatable. I mean, you know, you can look at the restricted travel alone, like mm-hmm. you know when uh, you know Trump banned uh, which which ban was it? Was it Muslims? No, <laughs> it was uh, travel to and from Europe. Um, You know, when that happened because of, you know, the pandemic. And so you see things where it's like, it it never all comes at once. It's just, oh, today we lost this and tomorrow we're going to lose that. And we've already lost this, this, and this. And then until suddenly you find, oh, suddenly, you know, things have reached a tipping point where, you know, all hell is broken loose. But it's never any one thing. It's always just like, uh, things got a little worse today. Wait, how did this frog boil to death? Right, yeah, it's like it got a little worse and a little worse and a little worse, but it never all came at once until finally it all comes at once, and there's it's too late to do anything about it, yeah, because there was nothing that anyone that we're relating to in this movie, there's nothing any of those people could have done, yeah, even even the you know low level bureaucrats trying their damnedest to you know make something out of nothing, like even they can't do it, they're trying their best, but they can't. And that's how things, <clears throat> you know, that's that's how things end up being, you know, such a such a shit show after the uh, nuclear apocalypse yeah. um, happens. Um, there's an uh, an orderly queue uh, looting, um, you know, before things happen. Uh, there are shortages on, you know, staples. Again, stuff that we've seen uh, for anyone who's hoarding toilet paper, you know what that's like. There's panic buying of groceries. Um, there there are things where people are doing what. People would do in this situation. And it's all mundane and relatable, and in that way kind of terrifying. Because you can you can see yourself in this situation. These aren't larger-than-life characters, these aren't um archetypes with character arcs, these are people, these are just regular, boring people going about their day. Mm -hmm. Yet people um leave leave Sheffield. Um, there's you know the upper class family, their neighbors leave. Because they're like, yeah, shit's getting bad. We we don't want to be here when the bombs drop. And even then there's a bit of a tense scene because it is the family's like, yeah, we got to leave now. We got to leave now. And it, this isn't even like air raid sirens are going off, but it is them deciding we can't take it here anymore. We have to get out of here because they just, you know, they, they've they reached their breaking point, <clears throat> but they can't find the family dog. And it's already, it's like, you know, this. if this is zero hour, do we leave the dog? yeah. <laughs> And, and suddenly this, these families are all thrust into making these difficult decisions because of the pressure that they're put under. Um, what else happens? Um, there's a, uh, a hospital crisis where the elderly and marginalized people lose care because they're constricting resources to save up you know, in case of worse event, which is something that we've seen. You know, we've seen that in COVID of uh, people not being able to get the care that they need because hospitals are, you know, um, overtaxed. They don't have all the supplies that they need because of uh, felonious (laughs) mismanagement um, Mm -hmm. by, you know, political forces. Um, Yeah, travel's reduced to essential services. Like, you know, you can't even drive freely. Where you need to, services are closed. Like, you know, we've seen that with non essential services being closed for COVID. Yeah, because in, um, in yeah. the
1: film, ultimately, like, even the people who try to leave Sheffield are turned back by the police.
0: Yeah. And it is an interesting side note where, like, the cop is kind of like, hey, you know, if you go this way and you go that way, you might be able to get where you're headed. So it's like they're still, you know, they're trying to be good people in a system that is not, um, set up to take care of people it's set up to maintain order mm-hmm. so you, you see that still like you know, glint of humanity of people trying to do right by each other even when it's like this isn't about us like we are we're in a numbers game now like we aren't people anymore and this is even before the bombs have even dropped this is the uk trying to keep its shit together in the event that things are going to go to hell yeah and then the um, way
1: that even those like small kindnesses like just end up falling by the wayside you know like after a yeah. disaster and you know people have to basically like scrape for themselves
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of um it's it's a bit of you're on your own but not as as bad as things have been you know during COVID because at least in this you get regular updates from the media of you know like news reports saying like Here's what you need to do in case of this. Here's how to be safe about this. Here's what's what to look out for. Here are ways to like you know take the door off its hinges and make like a little lean-to inside the middle room of your house so you're protected from fallout. So at least in that way, you know it's it's kind of like those duck and cover drills where it's like yeah it's not much but we're doing what we can.
1: Well, like and yeah, kind of as an aside, there's a one of the things evoked in threads is the uh, protect and survive um, kind of civil defense. Uh, series of films uh, That were made like during the era um, I think that these are held At the Imperial War Museum in London Which is where I actually mm-hmm. saw them Like a few years ago um, And they give you like you, Again like all the information like how to shelter yourself You know from the blast Like uh, the dangers of fallout um, There is one Excerpt which is from the Film about what to do if somebody in your house Dies
0: Yeah yeah they go over that and that is Uh, that plays out
1: yeah um
0: like you know wrap them tightly in garbage bags and put them in another room yep (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is all stuff that i learned from watching um when the wind blows oh my god yeah um, which is also fun
1: yeah you know like i i could manage threads like i don't think i can manage when the wind blows i really don't
0: yeah Yeah, For the listeners not familiar, it's an animated film about an elderly couple um, who are even more far removed from a potential World War III, thinking that it will be like World War II, where it's like, oh, hey, I hear the war's on, can't wait for it to be over, and then we can have a victory parade, and it's like, man you so don't get oh, it
1: oh fuck
0: <laughs> yeah it's that, it's that same notion of total war where it isn't like you go over you have a war and then you come back and then pick up your life again it's like no this is gonna be it
1: literally even thinking about the premise of when the wind blows makes me want to kill myself
0: yeah and I'm so. not um
1: you know I'm 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 fairly stable not given to suicidal ideation but Jesus fucking Christ that is the most depressing yeah, yeah. thing I've ever fucking seen um
0: it, it really is yeah um so so yeah like as events continue there's this breaking down of normal society and there are all these just little heartbreaking vignettes the one for me was the curators taking paintings down in a museum Yeah just like <laughs> yeah all these just little niceties of you know cultured society that we get used to that it's just like eh, let's we aren't going to have that right now Yeah in the same way that like like yeah like you can't go to a movie now it's it's that same you know relevant topic where like all these things that you just kind of get accustomed to, and you're just like, yeah, we can't have nice things, not now, maybe not ever, <laughs> but yeah, it's just this thing that you took for granted is always there, and it's like now it isn't, yeah, and yeah, like the like you said the uh the um you know the the this uh small mercies or the small kindnesses. Um, You know, the cop pretty much saying like, "Look, you're better off in your own home. Stay there. Like, there's nothing you can do. You can only like prepare and wait. Um,
1: Protect and survive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, protect and survive. Yeah. So it's and and even when like the actual event happens at um, you know 49 minutes in, it is still people going about their day, people you know scrabbling for resources or going about their lives as normal. Because, you know, people take preparation at different levels. Um, some, you know, some people made a lot of preparing. A, um, uh, the you know, minor bureaucrat made the uh, decision to be a part of that uh, task force to prepare for the worst case scenario. Um, there's the, the couple that are dealing with their potential life together. Um, there are, you know, people uh, stocking up on goods at the shops. Uh, their people are going about their lives and then um oh hey a bomb goes off there's a fucking mushroom cloud over Sheffield
1: yeah and um
0: and it's just yeah all hell breaks loose and there's there's a great moment of it is um uh what's it uh Ruth's uh boyfriend and you know his his buddy like they're out um trying to get just like materials for something. I don't know if it's... I don't remember if it was stockpiling or work-related, but uh, he's like, well, I gotta get back to Ruth, and his friend is just, like, you know, frozen aghast at the mushroom cloud where he's just like, like, this is it. Like, what do you even do?
1: Yeah, and uh, Jimmy attempts to run back to Ruth, but... Um, yeah. He he basically exits the film at that point. <laughs> he, doesn't, he does yeah, not yeah, survive. Yeah, we did not
0: we do not see any more Jimmy after that Yeah, um, and yeah and just like this friend who just is paralyzed by the enormity of what he's faced with just like I I relate to that guy because it's just everything hits him at that moment figuratively and literally I guess of being like yeah this this, this is finally the end of it and it's you kind of get the sense of you know Jimmy wants to run to Ruth but if Maybe this guy doesn't have anywhere to run to, and is there anywhere to run to on top of it? Yeah. Like, where do you even go? Like, you can't, you know, you can't wait in the pub for this to all blow over.
1: Yeah, because as it turns out, like, um, you know, the, the, the families that, you know, the main characters in this movie, they do shelter in place as best as they can, but... Like the minor shelter that they have does not alleviate their suffering in any way, shape, or form. Um, like Ruth's mother yeah. is, um, she catches some of the blast; she's burned. Um, mm-hmm. They all start getting radiation sickness. Um, obviously, like after the attack, yeah, there's, there's some... no running water or anything, so they yep. can't really they can't yeah, get they're... water, or, or and they're they have very little food.
0: Yeah, uh, Ruth's parents like they're sheltering in place uh you know under the door in the room. I think you can hear their neighbors trying to get out as they burn to death. Oh Jesus. Uh yeah, their 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 son is killed. Um the one who was a bird keeper. Like he yeah, because we only know him as, you know, he keeps birds. Um he he dies uh their young son. I think they were uh, I think those
1: were Jimmy's birds, but the the his little brother was like you know hiding in terror in in the coop and then oh okay the, the coop is pretty much demolished by the
0: okay the yeah i mix that up but but yeah so he's he's uh he dies in rubble um yeah and at the and it is at this point where you know society completely collapses people are left to fend for themselves in a time of national disaster and it is not five days later before it is it looks like the apocalypse
1: and essentially it is and um i think that the uh, com- i haven't watched it the day after yet <laughs> so i mm-hmm. can't pe- i can't speak <laughs> yet to its uh depiction of the uh the nuclear holocaust but um i think in comparison threads uh was dinged a little bit by some reviewers for being a bit too gruesome because it does not fucking pull any punches whatsoever and showing, not. like the spectrum of human suffering, um, yeah. in, in a nuclear Yeah, it is just,
0: yeah from forty nine minutes in, it is just full on. We're just like drained. It is uh, unrelenting,
1: the, absolutely fucking yeah. unrelenting. And um, there's like so much like graphic stuff in it, and you know, there's like a quote in um, this was from a uh, review of the time, which um, gave. Positive notices to the movie Testament, which was another treatment of uh, nuclear oblivion. Um, But what he says about Threads is, uh, it is an obvious attempt to shock and alarm people into anti-nuclear activism. With detailed shots of charred, vomiting bodies and other repulsive footage, Threads is overkill and not suitable for anybody under 100. (laughs) Your great grandma will love it.
0: (laughs) Are they are they trying to sugarcoat like nuclear holocaust? I mean, what what do you think is gonna happen?
1: Yeah, because um,
0: like they aren't pulling us out of whole cloth. Be like, oh yeah, like you're you're gonna turn into like a rage zombie. Like they aren't making shit up. It's like this is based on what will actually happen.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's a reason they have that. There's like a, a laundry list of you know, as we mentioned earlier, like the scientific consultants. Like, in the end credits, like, one of whom was Carl Sagan, it's, you know, I'm sure that they went to the, uh, you know, the the writers went to these scientists and were like, okay, like, visualizing, can you help us visualize what will happen? Yeah. And none it, of it is yeah, it's good.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, how very dare you, you know, accurately portray the you know, effects of nuclear war? Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? And I, I like, too, that, um, you know, the narration... Because it is still like this kind of funny mashup of, you know, it's docudrama where it's like we're watching a documentary of events with a voiceover, which presupposes that some omniscient narrator survived all of this and was able to make a film about it, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> it's God. but yeah, they, yeah, but yeah when it, the, the narration and they're talking about, oh, yeah, and the effects of, um, like, you know, shattered nerves and, um, uh, radiation sickness are very similar So it's like yeah. You could be dying of radiation Poisoning or it could just be a nervous wreck Because you saw the collapse of society
1: Yeah this review is like This is by um I'm not familiar with this writer This is by uh, Fred Rothenberg Of the Associated Press This is a contemporary mm-hmm. review So this would have been from 1984 um, But mm-hmm. Like, I I don't, and I can't tell you guys about Testament because I haven't seen it, but it does appear to be a more genteel treatment of it because he really talks it up in this piece. He says, by understatement, Testament makes a more powerful point. By focusing on a normal California family, viewers will identify closely and emotionally with the family's dignified and courageous struggle for survival during a nuclear nightmare.
0: Uh, no, that's that's some editorializing from the Associated Press. This is I gotta say. that's some
1: like fucking like middle class gentility bullshit. Like fuck off. <laughs> like
0: yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, not like it the, a great... it's not
1: like the fallout is gonna like spare you and like let you have like a fucking dignified death. You know, right. surrounded yeah, by your children movie. as you as you peacefully die like fucking uh, you know what's her name in Love Story. <laughs>
0: right yeah it's it's a good movie for people who don't think that nuclear war is going to affect them
1: yeah like and threads is it uh, threads is so brutal and like it legitimately ruined my day and possibly my 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 week like watching it like i'm not gonna fucking sugarcoat like even just um you know even yeah it's about even just hearing Tim talk about the the themes and it's how it still is relevant today is making me feel incredibly horrible and bad. But me turning away from that isn't going to make it not a possibility. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you watch like a feel-good apocalyptic movie?
1: Look, I, I watched the same clip of Roddy Piper hitting Vince McMahon with a chair like 75 times in a row. And it did make me feel better for a little while.
0: Well, the guy's uh, you know, a consummate performer, so what can you say? Oh, we should do a Roddy uh,
1: Piper series on the show. Oh, I already feel better thinking about uh, talking about Roddy Piper movies.
0: Right. Uh. Yeah, so what was the other one? Not Contagion. The other movie that the AP loves so Testament. much? Testament. Testament, yeah. Which so aired
1: on American Playhouse.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I haven't seen Testament either, but it sounds like yeah, if you want a a feel good apocalyptic movie, watch that instead. Wait, maybe it's um, fine.
1: It says here that um it it came out around the same time as The Day After, but uh The Day After had much more of a cultural impact, it seems. Because um if I recall correctly, The Day After was it was broadcast on ABC and it was watched by 100 million people.
0: Mhm. Um and f- uh, uh, how <laughs> How many of uh, that's that's like the the amount of uh, death toll of a nuclear (laughs) war, isn't it? That's that's how many would die from you know just like the Russian side of uh, of nuclear apocalypse. Well, they
1: didn't die; they just watched this uh, telefilm with Jason Robards, and a lot of them were significantly traumatized by it. One of whom was uh, the president at the time, Ronald Reagan.
0: Right. Well, he's you know soft headed and easily led. <laughs> I mean, they had a fucking astrologer for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that we'll talk about that when we uh, when we do cover the day after. But um, right. again, it looks like it had um, it sees the, the imagination more than than Testament did. But
0: okay. Yeah. So. But meanwhile, so are... like
1: you know, the 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 Brits and the Australians are like, we're not fucking around. <laughs> Yeah. Like <laughs> that's like what? And I haven't
0: watched Again, it's like
1: no, sorry Tim, Are you ahead. not
0: entertained? Like we you wanted a nuclear war, we gave you a nuclear war.
1: Yeah. And from uh again, not having watched all of day after um what I've seen, you know, it it's uh, uh Nicholas Meyer and it's it's extremely well made. Like I mean, like mm-hmm. what I've seen, I'm like, "Oh shit, you know, this is this is better than I expected. I expected it to be like kind of corny or whatever, but you mm-hmm. know, it's well written." But um <sighs> I, like the the verite feel of threads, and like the way um, the way that they just juxtapose the the small and the mundane with
0: yeah th- threads is much more verite, and that it has like this dispassionate view of the events. Like a documentary, it makes it that much more um, impactful.
1: Yeah, and I mean it really does not fucking let up. Ever. Yeah, cuz
0: it's yeah, cuz you know it's like you know people die every day and we're going to show some of that happening like because it is a fact that these things do happen and you know if you're a documentary documenting things, you know, that's yeah. that's what your intention is like you aren't trying to shape a narrative or you know be selective about what these things are that that actually that you're showing like you're trying to show the things as they happen and that's what that's the I think the direction that Threads is 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 going in is being like, yeah, we're going to show, you know, warts and all, the uh, effects of a nuclear war. It's not all it's not all uh, rainbows and sunshine.
1: I, and I like how your face um, <laughs> I like how with Threads, like, because it is so unrelenting. Like by the time it ends, like you mm-hmm. kind of almost have the same reaction as the the character that's on the screen. Like,
0: yeah. You're, yeah, you're, you're transported You're like in a whole other world by that point, because, you know, as the characters would be, they too are in another world. They're, you know, they're in what is, you know, the, the shattered ashen remains of United Kingdom. Yeah.
1: And that's where the, the nuclear winter comes in because, um, the, the basically, I mean, it's like a matrix thing where like the sun is pretty much like blotted out for like a significant amount of time.
0: Well, I mean, not only that, too, like, if you're in the UK in winter and you don't have any, like, you know, oil to heat anything, you're in a bit of a pickle.
1: Yeah, so it's basically, like, at or below freezing, um, crop yields, like, such as they are, end up being incredibly low, so you have people living in, like, medieval circumstances, like, trying to scrape a harvest out of the ground, just, like, the barest bones of surviving,
0: yeah, but I mean that's that's when you get into the new normal. Like we aren't even through like, you know, the the week after the apocalypse yet. Yeah,
1: like, you know, um like 2 weeks like we after st- it's just like, well, like everything has just gone completely to shit.
0: Yeah, it's it you know, things are uh things are on fire. Uh the uh you know, there are, you know, bodies everywhere of, you know, people who, you know, died in the initial explosions, uh people who've died from uh, you know, like building collapses and fire and disease. Um, the uh, the the hospital is is overrun and it's basically like an abattoir at this point, yeah. where they just cannot manage the amount of people that. You, know, it's just you know, the, it's the walking wounded, you know, coming in and trying to get help from services that can't provide any well, help. Well, and it's like a civil the, war
1: surgery. You know, like people are having their limbs yeah. sawed off with no anesthetic. You know, you just hear people yeah. screaming and moaning.
0: Yeah, it's like when you run out of morphine, it's like, this is the world we live in. Morphine is no longer a thing. Sorry. We don't
1: have morphine. Just bite on this stick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, um, yeah, the our, our noble, uh, you know, bureaucratic task force, they're entombed. <laughs> um, you know, fallout dust is getting in through their vents. Uh, they're like four floors down because oh, like, yeah. the building that they were in collapsed that's
1: right because they keep cutting to the vent and yeah. there's like there's like something coming in
0: yeah and, okay and that
1: explains why they all died
0: <laughs> yeah and there's, there's a little bit of business too with like you can see people are like chain smoking the entire time until finally you know as an indicator it's like you know they're down to you know like a pack of cigarettes yeah and you know it's, it's just a nice shorthand for like you know, this, this is it, fellas. Like, you know, we're, our resources are dwindling. There's no way out of this. And it's you like, know, they didn't, it's the, they didn't anticipate this being a one way trip, but it's what it ended up being. And it's
1: the lone moment of humor in the movie when one of them asks to bum a cigarette and the other guy says, terrible for your health or something like that. And it gets like <laughs> a half smile out of the guy. And that is, that is the only yeah. moment of levity in the entirety of Threads.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, Jen already alluded to their fate. They are eventually dug out uh, a number of days after they've all, you know, succumbed to, you know, either, like, there's, you know, one person who uh, is, uh, you know, killed outright in the attack um, by, you know, falling debris, and then everyone else either, you know, starves or is irradiated or, you know, suffocates uh, to death. And that and that's what the rescue team finds. These, you know, this this guy who... You know, took a job and you know uh, left his wife at home to uh, you know and took his pic- her picture with him and you know went to go down to like do the work that he had to do and you know died as a result. And even before then, there's like this kind of futility to their actions. Um, you know, between like you know the you know, having trucks in one place and fuel in another, um, people starving in one place, but them also being irradiated and being like, well, what's the point of feeding them if they're going to die soon? Yeah. And just kind of, you know, having to do like this, you know, um, uh, uh, um, triage like on this mass scale. Yeah.
1: And I mean, it's kind of like now where it's like, well, why would we put grandpa on a ventilator? Like he's 87 years old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just like trying to, being like, which which of these populations do you think we can save?
1: Yeah. And yeah. And it's, I don't know that it's really explicit. In the movie, but with the, the kind of withholding of food stores, you don't really see where they're going, but you do see um, survivors, like, desperately trying to get at the food and being, like, driven back by, by armed men.
0: Yeah, and and looters being shot by the military yeah uh, people people looting from a dead family by the way yeah Ruth's family is all died by this point yeah is first first her, her grandmother she just kind of goes quietly um, yeah then her mother goes uh, and oh and not only that um, so like her her entire family is dead um, and their place like three looters come by and I think they're they're all shot by uh, the military yeah um, uh, with Jimmy's, uh, the rest of Jimmy's family is, is died. Um, I guess they're not really Jimmy's family anymore. Jimmy's father is the only one left, and he is amongst the other, um, uh, deplorables, uh, in like a, a bread line, basically, th- uh, finding shelter in a graveyard, fittingly enough. Yeah, and it's just you know, him by himself, like you know, he's lost his two sons, his daughter, his wife. Um, and all he has left is uh, this little electronic uh, video game that his younger son was playing with, and that's um, that's about the last we see of him until he's, you know, a corpse in a pile somewhere else. Fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Remembering so. details of this movie is like almost as agonizing yeah. as actually watching it. Like it really, it really yeah, is and- that depressing.
0: Right, and th- this is a guy who who survived the initial bombardment. Like he hung on for three weeks, yeah, just to see like how much worse things got. You know, of people irradiated and starving and dying. You
1: know what it kept making me think of? Do you remember the um, hmm. the the MST host segment? It was in the movie Rocket Attack USA, um, but they did the civil defense quiz bowl. Okay. And. Um, I don't remember the exact wording of the question, but one of the one of the quiz questions was uh, given to Servo, and it was it was something like you know kid, like you know name two myths of the you know the atomic era, and the first mm-hmm. one is we can win a nuclear war, and the second is the survivors are the lucky ones.
0: <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the kid who uh, got yeah, crushed so in
1: the coop, like he was lucky. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, he, you know, he went quickly, you know, the grandmother, she went quietly. It's, you know, the guy who had to, you know, wrestle with, uh, you know, thinking about his whole family dying and wondering what the rest of his life would be, you know, for the next three weeks until, you know, that was it. And, you know, I guess, you know, think think heaven for small mercies. Yeah, and
1: this, uh, that's one, and one of my biggest triggers is um, anything to do with the elderly suffering yeah. or senescence and there's a there's a bit with um ruth's grandmother like um you know being very ashamed of the fact that she's soiled herself yeah and like that kind of thing is always like brutally hard for me to watch it's just it's uh, you know just to see someone like at that in that state like at the end of their life is so wrenching to me oh yeah. where's that roddy piper clip <laughs>
0: <laughs> right and they're uh you know just trying re- uh to try and regain some sort of order or productivity you know, rations are given out based on you know the work you can do which you know it's that's a that's a, a problem that solves itself if you can't work yeah and um, um they're yeah
1: t- to the point where they're like um they're like Determining like how many calories like people get. Like if I think if you're infirm and unable to work, you get five hundred workers will get a
0: thousand calories.
1: And uh yeah. the
0: And again it's that angry guy on the task force where it's like five hundred calories, he's like, That's a crunchy bar. Like you're gonna
1: Yeah how are, like, gonna live on that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. But uh but Ruth is still able bodied. Um she's uh you know, lost everything, but you know, butter gumption. <laughs> And she and her friends are out, you know, looting for food, and one of them gets shot. Um, but still, she manages to persevere. Yeah, she um, kind of,
1: um, she, she forms kind of an alliance with a, a guy who was acquainted with her fiancé. Um, a guy who, <laughs> a guy who, like, before the attack, uh, you know, kind of went out for one last blast with Jimmy before he was getting married and encouraged him to go cheat on his wife.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's the Life continues apace. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and and just seeing how how badly things have gotten, it you know, had me wondering, you know, with food rationing and you know crops dying, got, at what point is humanity beaten so far back that it can't recover from it? Like, are things ever going to get better? This
1: movie had me wondering if I should get into prepping. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, it's not a bad idea to have a Geiger counter. You never and know. not like or this, a gas mask. and not like
1: the stupid kind of prepping where it's like you buy like overpriced meal kits from like Jim Baker. I mean, like real prepping. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you how do you skin a squirrel?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because you know Ruth and yeah. her her friend like end up eating raw irradiated mutton because they come across a sheep that's died, and there's some debate about you know oh, we don't know it's safe, but. You know what the fuck else are you gonna eat?
0: Yeah, and yeah, and then later on, there's uh in like kind of a not a medieval times, there's a uh, there's a rat catcher who sells you know rat meat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like they're they're fully medieval at this point. Yeah. Uh yeah, and there's you just at this point in the movie, there's just you know loads of nice little world building tragic vignettes of. You know, people suffering after the apocalypse. Oh, and then the part um, where, um,
1: I guess the government makes an effort to um I guess like distribute housing by um you know, taking survivors to inhabited houses and making people like you know, Mm -hmm. basically making people who who still have a house like shelter people. So they take four people, including in one case, they take four people, including Ruth to a house where like the old guy just does not want to fucking let them in, even though he has room. Like they say, they're like, you have four rooms in this house. And he's like, I don't you know, I don't want to take them. What if they're sick and blah, blah, blah.
0: Okay, boom. Yeah. and
1: Yeah. And then he just ends up throwing (laughs) them out.
0: Yeah. At, yeah, at this point Ruth is like the only only surviving character from our initial cast. I
1: don't know why they didn't cuz there were four of them and one old guy. They just should have killed him.
0: Well, um, maybe that happened in another case somewhere. Yeah, maybe. And you know. It, the, yeah, and that's kind of the way it goes. In the in um, the
1: the the upbeat director's cut of Threads.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so Ruth is out on her own again. Um I guess we would be about nine months in to the apocalypse because what happens next? She gives
1: birth in an abandoned barn and bites through the umbilical yeah. cord herself.
0: Yeah, just real uh real um salt of the earth kinda of, kinda of action Another like,
1: another scene that the uh the AP reviewer specifically objected to.
0: Childbirth? Yeah. <laughs> I got I got some bad news. He was already out of childbirth <laughs> once.
1: You like was it really necessary to show her biting through the umbilical cord? Like how would you do it? Yeah.
0: Like what, what do you think a person does in that situation? You can't just like jump cut it away. Yeah.
1: I don't know so. uh, like I, I know nothing about pregnancy yeah. and parturition, but like did like um, is that a thing like doctors will cut the cord, but aren't there some women who just kind of like let the placenta come out on its own?
0: I think so, and I hear tell that um, it's better to like leave the placenta attached for a while. Yes, because it's still like yeah, doing placenta business, right? Which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So so she gives birth to you know a, uh, a healthy irradiated baby, um, and this is where <laughs> this is where things get weird because we flash forward ten years in the future. We're in you know like 1994 at this point. Yeah. And the child has grown up and, you know, Ruth is this just, uh, you know, irradiated old hag, like, and they're, they're like, you know, subsistence farming or, no, they aren't even farming. They're like, they're, they're, Scavenging, basically, they're,
1: it's like there's. You know how, like in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, like the peasants are oh, always like, "Good filth over here." Yeah, they're always like just piling yeah. dirt into a basket. You know, it's kind of like a, you yeah. know, like a parody of of what we could consider like true medieval squalor to be. Like it's pretty much what the people in Threads are doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so like they're it's, dirt farmers,
1: yeah. and um, the yeah. sun has come out again, but the air is just fucking full of UV radiation because the the blast like fucked up the the ozone layer. So uh, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, so huh? everyone has like cataracts and they're dying of cancer. Like I think like Ruth has cataracts, and you know she dies like really prematurely. Um, yeah, leaving her um, uneducated, like possibly like intellectually disabled daughter to like manage on her own
0: yeah that is a question i had because i don't know if it's the child was you know mentally challenged or if it was just like look we don't have schools anymore like that's not a thing yeah like the clothes the closest they could manage i don't know where they got the electricity but they're we're shown a tv and there's a, a school if you can call it as much of you know like nine kids sitting in an auditorium watching this tv where it's like today we're going to learn about the skeleton And, you know, it's just them watching, you know, Romper Room or Blue Peter or whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever your poison is. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is what we got for education because all the teachers are dead. Yeah. Or something. That must (laughs) have been like, like,
1: I I always, I wonder who, which of the experts like they talk to that about because, you know, I would imagine that, um, you know, like if you're Sagan, you're like, you know, what's going to happen to the climate, you know, and all the things mm-hmm. that result from that. But you know, maybe if your line is an education, you're like, what is gonna happen to education in a society where everything has been obliterated? Yeah, like,
0: yeah, like is Ruth is Ruth's daughter <clears throat> even literate?
1: Yeah, because and um people essentially communicate in like <clears throat> words, like single words.
0: Yeah, they speak phrases. in like this gutter trash language. Yeah. Like when she's palling around with like her other friends, she uh, she she finds like like a can of food or something, and she's she's with this other uh you know like this this reject from the young ones where <laughs> just like he, he's just like he's just shouting at her. He's like, give it here, give it here, Vivian, or no, give it. Yeah, just like give it, give it. Yeah. Or like, oh, I guess give it is you know. May I please you know see what this is? Yeah. Can you show me this thing? Is it? Oh, it's it's these two syllables. It's give it. Yeah. And then I. And it doesn't. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean maybe it's just you know the the region, but like it doesn't even sound like English. Yeah. It's just goot.
1: It, because it, you know to show like how far things have devolved. Yeah. And um. Um. I think and then um Ruth's daughter kind of forms a kind of alliance with like one of the young toffs.
0: Yeah. And
1: they end up kind of. And they they end up kind of wrestling and then.
0: Yeah. That I, I would like to point out too that there is like scarcely any dialogue in the last twenty minutes of this too. Yeah, like there's there's the TV, there's there's Ruth like calling her daughter, and then there's give it, and like that's about the extent of it. Yeah,
1: all yeah, all leading I mean, up to that, uh, the wind up for the scream, tendall screams in the very final shot.
0: Yeah, because you know Ruth doesn't just form an alliance with one of these toughs. Like you know she. Uh, i I guess some things you you never forget because she's impregnated, yeah, <laughs> and then she gives birth as well, yeah, and all of what you've seen leading up to this comes to pass,
1: yeah, it's um it's really horrifying
0: you yeah know, she like she gives is...
1: birth to something which is like dead or deformed, and who knows, but when the midwife such as she is like hands it to her like this bloody bundle like. Yeah, we're just left with a freeze frame of her. We're left with a freeze frame, her face just like, kind of contorting with horror, looking at this thing that she has just birthed.
0: Yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's everything. All the horror that you've been leading up to, of like all the fears of what is the world coming to, you know, what world are we leaving for our children? It all culminates with this, where it's like this. This is what all these decisions will lead to. Like, you will not survive two generations. Like, sorry, that's that's it, and just that's that's the end of the film. That's the end of the story. That's the end of the human race.
1: And it, it
0: just just abruptly ends. Like, yeah, we you know everything led up to this point, and then it ended.
1: You know, of course, now like um, it hasn't gone away, but the um, the uh, possibility of nuclear war has like certainly lessened in intensity since then but of course now we're total
0: nuclear war right right
1: right um i believe what is called mutually assured destruction right um which you know i think is seen as possibly an an impolitic uh thing to do but um (laughs) Mm -hmm. um really the you know Nowadays, you know, pandemic aside, we also find ourselves concerned with climate change, which, you know, is it's it's a different brand of apocalypse, but it is an apocalypse. Again, we're talking about the survival of mankind on Earth and how we seem to be hurtling towards maybe not a horror cinematic disaster like in Threads. But, you know, it's like, are we going to be cooked to death?
0: Yeah. And it's the same inexorable march like you know the events of this movie primarily take place over three weeks where it's just you know it gets a little worse and it gets a little worse and it gets a little worse I mean you know climate change is something where if you're gonna make a documentary about it you know you start in like 1968 yeah and be like oh hey yeah then you know then you know another <laughs> seven or eight years go by and you go oh that's not good and <laughs> another 13 40 years go by and be like you know it'd be great earth day let's do that (laughs) then you know another 20 years go by and then you're like ah shit (laughs) so every generation gets you know some kind of token gesture to try and uh you know fight against forces that just have like no interest in what your your opinions are yeah
1: and and you have the disconnection shown in threads which is um the disconnection of the people actually pushing and pulling the levers and like the rest of us jokers
0: yeah yeah we have no interaction with any of the you know principal actors in this series of events it's all people who are affected by it but no one who makes any of the decisions they're just events that happen and there's nothing that you you, you have no say in them
1: yeah and I don't I don't want to be black pilled I'm not saying just oh well you know fuck it just lie down and die um,
0: no, you want to say eat the rich.
1: Yes, <laughs> you want to say a cab, eat the rich, yeah. kill your landlord, all that good stuff. Right. Um.
0: Yeah. Those are <laughs> those are like the three laws of robotics, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the zeroth law is solidarity. Right. Because the alternative is just saying like, well, yeah, I fucking died and I did nothing about it.
0: Yeah. Well it's i maybe that is the central tragedy of it is of you know whether you're you know, in the UK or you're a normal person it's you know you do what you can but sometimes that isn't enough yeah and yeah that is the tragedy of it is i mean you know think of the people protesting you know the, the anti nuclear war activists um you know in the movie trying to do something you know doing their level best being shouted down by you know uninformed masses and then hauled off by um, you know police's you know state actors uh, to keep the peace you know imagine that you're uh um that you're an epidemiologist in China trying to explain how you know this flu is not you know some, something that's going to go away you know imagine you're you're uh uh you're um. You know, like a, a whistleblower in the, the Trump administration trying to, you know, mention how uh, uh, personal protective equipment is being, you know, stolen by federal agents. You know, imagine you're trying to do something about it, but it's like you can't because these problems are all bigger than you can uh, then you can deal with yourself. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm reciting a Roger Waters song. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, like if you want to cheer up after this, great lighthearted movie to watch would be The Wall. <laughs> um, yeah. If it, if you want to cheer up after f- threads, you can watch Pink Floyd's "The Wall." Um, you can watch uh, the last episode of "Blackadder Goes Forth." How about um, um?
1: How about something cute for kids like "Grave of the Fireflies"?
0: Yeah, yeah. You can watch a fun cartoon. Those are great pick me ups. <laughs> uh, um, man, what is it about being English? Those are
1: they. Uh, yeah uh. that that is interesting. Where you do. Uh, you know, and this is, uh, I think it's also mentioned in uh, some of the contemporaneous reviews that I found. In particular, the British press really panned the day after. Okay. In terms of how, they like, they thought that it was a very Hollywood glossy and somewhat sanitized version of what might happen, like, during a nuclear yeah, war. I mean,
0: each of those is a respective representation of the culture that made it.
1: Yeah, and, you know, meanwhile, like, you come over to kitchen sink drama play for today winter of discontent britain and mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just really fucking grind your fucking nose in it
0: yeah yeah you know it'd be like uh what, yeah like if you you know had to, to tell the story of ah geez i don't know yeah I'm just, I'm just trying to think of something i mean you know it's like you get you know boys in the hood or something or like you know if you're mm-hmm. you telling the story of you know civil unrest but it was you know, written and directed by one of the, you know, LA rioters kicking in the window of a cop car. Sick. You're like, yeah, you get a different perspective. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hell yeah. You know, I don't want to be too black pilled for our audience, especially at a time like this. Well,
0: yeah, I don't want you the audience to be black pilled either. We need those two dollar a month donations. <laughs>
1: That's right, you little pay <laughs>
0: Um don't top yourself. We need your money. <laughs> <laughs> You're useful to us. No,
1: but um to be fair, um you know, yes, this movie ruined my entire day when I watched it yesterday.
0: Yeah, you, you um, think that'll ruin your day? Imagine being uh uh atomized by an atomic bomb. <laughs> Well, imagine being, if, yeah, if I imagine fucking, being vaporized by nuclear fire. If I
1: fucking got murked by the bomb, Tim, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be dead.
0: That's true, but, but you know, for that half second, you'd be like, "Well, this is just great."
1: <laughs> Knowing me, I would not have I would not be able to process it in that short time. I'd be like, "What the f- What the hell is that thing?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I would be that guy who's just like, you know the yeah. you know, jimmy's friend it's just like wow that's it
1: oh god like i can exact i can exactly picture your face too
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> you, know, when yeah just- you really when you suddenly comp- like you suddenly contemplate like a really like fundamental truth about your life and your eyes kind of widen a bit as you stare at a point maybe like 6 feet in front of you yeah 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 that would be the face. Um, but what I was going to say is, um, like, yes, this movie wrecked my day. I went to take my dog for a walk, and it's been very beautiful. And then he exploded. <laughs> oh, somebody dog-sploded. Uh, took the dog for a walk and couldn't even enjoy the beautiful Southern California weather. Um, yeah, which, because
0: the sun was an atomic explosion. Yeah,
1: sad but true. Yeah. Look it up. It's
0: everywhere, yeah.
1: Um. You know, and usually I feel a bit cheered up seeing, you know, the pleasant weather and all the fucking monarch butterflies and shit. But I wasn't mm-hmm. doing it yesterday. Um,
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. And then today I felt a little better. And then I had to get on Skype and talk to Tim about Threads. And, Ooh,
0: yeah, Just talking to Tim <laughs> Hazard pay for that
1: Well suffice to say Tim made a lot of really Good salient points about the film And it's continuing relevance And I started feeling like I wanted To fucking kill myself again <laughs> um,
0: Yeah that's that's normal So I
1: took an edible and uh, We talked a little while longer and that brings us to now um, In a time In which We're I want to now. I want to urge yes When will then be now Soon I want to urge the listeners not to give up hope. Um, I do recommend Threads if you have a strong constitution. Only you can answer that question. Um, well,
0: uh, yeah, I think Threads is continues to be relevant in you know the current um, pandemic uh, climate.
1: It is incredibly well made, incredibly inf- effective. In spite of what the American critics seem to think, um, it was well reviewed in Britain. What do they know? And apparently. Um, it was was broadcast on the BBC, and the next day when they got view, uh, viewer reactions, you know, people were calling in. Um, only about thirty percent of the people who called in had criticisms of the film. Um,
0: right. Well, it was on a double feature with Ghost Watch, so most people were complaining about that.
1: <laughs> it was on a double feature with Carry On Bombing. <laughs> I was just wait. to you see the atomic bomb with the real sexy? pins
0: yeah um (laughs) oh it's a lovely pair of megatons
1: (laughs) fat man and little boy (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: so don't give up hope we have another episode coming about another apocalyptic movie oh
1: yeah we're we're um we're going to cover the more uh genteel apocalypse is depicted in the day after um after i've recovered emotionally um yeah what i wanted to say was that feel good end of the world yeah but what i wanted to say was that um the british public's response was was mostly positive um and the movie does stick with people who've watched it so if you're able like do watch it on current as we said it's currently on shutter um this is the kind of movie that i wish i could make
0: yeah and it, it just sort of presents these uh you know stories out for you and just kind of lets you you know feel how you feel about them like saying you know these are the facts and you can come to come to your own conclusion but just saying like you know this this is everything playing out as we understand it. Yeah, and there's no... Deal with it. No
1: declaiming from name actors. Um, In fact, uh, Threads had a little bit of trouble being distributed in America because uh, there were no stars whatsoever in Threads. Uh, Well, there's that
0: one guy from Doctor Who. (laughs)
1: Um, You know, not even people who would be known in the UK. Like... Yeah, no stars, which, and certainly yeah, not which the is, kind of stars which would interest a United States distributor of films.
0: Yeah, yeah, a, a bold choice, and which is, it's kind of, um, it, it's in the same mold of um, uh, like Paul Paul Greengrass films. Yes, he, because in particular he did United ninety three and like the only celebrity I remember for that really
1: watch directly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is a movie that I have seen once and that is enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. The only celebrity that you could say, you know, quote unquote, that's in that is the flight controller who plays himself or the air, air traffic controller. But I mean, other than that, like it is a, you know, a visceral docudrama about watching events, you know, playing out to, you know, everyday people who are caught in this, you know, a, apocalyptic situation that is much bigger than them mm-hmm. and it it just presents it as it happened and it's it's you as a viewer with your basic humanity are entrusted to you know relate and um uh you know be affected by the events that happened to these other people
1: yeah uh yeah, yeah. I th- you're i think that green grass really is an heir of of mick jackson
0: yeah so yeah, they both make these really like, you know, despite being you know a a dry presentation of events, mm-hmm. they're very you know affecting and you know just very, uh, you, you just feel destroyed from from having watched them.
1: Yeah, like this movie is really magnificent and it's in its attention to to realism. I mean, in a brutal way, but a really effective one. And I mean this movie is uh it it's you know it's powerful enough that like it's it stays with you a long long time. Um I don't know when or if I'll get over it.
0: Well, maybe in the fall when stores open back up.
1: <laughs> a little retail therapy will help me.
0: Yay. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to
1: watch Roddy Piper. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, yeah. And, you know, hey, if retail therapy helps, you know, buy Jen's cat hole mug.
1: (laughs) Yes. Cat hole design available on shirts, mugs, Um, some other shit. I don't fucking know.
0: All right. Well, it's not the end of the world, but it is the end of the episode. (laughs) So,
1: hey, what if it Okay, How about this? What if it were called threads and the tagline was, ooh, we made a fucky wucky
0: oh uh, night uh, <laughs> see Nate just got me mad <laughs>